Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Some days, uh, for those of us as leaders in, in all aspects of our lives, it's, it sometimes feels like it's competition. And, and I'll be really honest that it feels like that for me at times where you're looking at someone else's success or you're seeing a post or, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I'm not far enough along, right? I, I should be doing what they're doing and I need to work harder or, right? It really starts to screw with your psyche a little bit. And, and that's what we're here to talk about today is, you know, the concept of really, when it comes down to it, you're only competing with yourself. And Kate Snowwise is here with us to talk about this because when her and I connected, this was, you know, a piece of advice, something that she mentioned. And I'm like, we need to talk about that because every leader that I know on the planet, whether they would admit it or not, (laughs) struggles with this. And so Kate, I appreciate you being on here so much and to share your wisdom in this space, because I think this is an area where you really are an expert and you can help us as leaders kind of think differently, right? About the comparison issue. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So I would love you to start with your very exciting journey to how you've gotten to where you are today, because I think it's really important for our listeners to to hear journeys of leaders and and how we all get to where we're we're going in a different way, right? There's different routes. So share share your journey with us. Oh my gosh, like where to start, right? I am from New Zealand. We'll start there so that we can just, if you're thinking I'm from Australia, we're done and dusted with that. (laughs) Uh, And live in the States, have been here for seven years now. So uh, getting here was a journey in and of itself. But uh, I went to college, you know, most like, much like most kind of teenagers, I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. And I decided that law looked like a really, really good option because you know what? Glossy, high heels, suits, status. Like what else did I want? I mean, all of the things that were going to guarantee me happiness and success. (laughs) I I like Dally McBeal on TV and she looked like she had most of it together. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I sort of started my journey. Like, wow, there is the path to success over there, go to law school. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't work out so well. So, you know, here I am, 18, 19, and I got through three years of law school and then just flunked out. And all of 21, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with myself? How did I stuff that up? But really, why did I stuff that up? Because you're going to flunk out of law school if you do not go to a single class, which is what I did. So it was complete self-sabotage. And um, I realized at that point that I was trying to create success that was not based on anything that fitted or aligned with me. And so like now with that hindsight, I can look back and be like, wow, I am so grateful that I, I was self-sabotaging at 21 and didn't end up the burnt out lawyer at age 35, who then went, whoa, I stayed on that path way too long. So that pushed me towards my interest paper, which was psychology. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't know if you can make a career out of this, but I guess I'm going to go over here and play with this psychology uh, minor that I have and see what I can do with it. And it was driven by passion and I absolutely fell in love with psychology 
started getting outstanding grades and was like, what am I going to do with this? And, you know, it became a path of following following my nose and following my instincts and my interest. And that led me into business psychology. I ended up as a management consultant in New Zealand or a consulting psychologist. And yeah, I guess that's sort of the short version, but there was this sort of big twist in my, in my path early on that was really one of choosing passion over all of the things that I thought I should do that led me to where I am today, that it was, it was a vital pivot point. Right. It, I just, it's it, all I can come, all it comes to mind is I just got done writing um, for my book, part of a, uh, we'll get done editing part of the chapter. And it was about breaking the rules and the rule for me that, that kept coming up as I was writing this was that rule that you got good grades in high school, you went to a good college, you got a degree so that you could get a 40 hour job, you know, an hour, like there was, there was a path you were supposed to follow. Like now looking at being an entrepreneur, like that was never even mentioned to me, right. In the path, it was, it was follow the path. And then once you commit to law school, you finish it, right. There was no other, like, that was the rules, right. Like that's what you were supposed to do. So all in your story, all I hear is like, at the time it was like, well, that's a failure. He failed out of height. No, no, no. That you, you got on the path you were supposed to be on, right? You broke the rules. And I think so many of us carry those rules with us that we think are so what we're supposed to follow, but they're, they're not even real, right? They're just in our head, which could be a whole nother podcast topic. Oh, <laughs> all the is- crap in our head. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I look at it as a divine redirect, right? And, right. Um, Yeah, I was unconsciously sabotaging my own path, but it was a part of me that knew it was the wrong path, but I was following the rules. I got great grades in English at school. So it was like, what do you become if you're going to be successful? You become a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I got great grades in English, so I'm going to become a lawyer. Like that was as simple as my decision-making process. And uh, yeah, I didn't see the other options that were available to me. Yeah, at the time. And that, I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is at that age, the maturity, you don't even necessarily have it to know that this is a life altering thing that you're doing. And I, so I just love hearing that this is part of why we do this podcast is hearing these stories and giving ourselves permission to say, right, at the time, it felt like a failure, but look at it now, right? It was yeah. the best thing that ever happened. For sure. And I mean, so then I ended up with this, you know, career in psychology as a business psychologist. And then I moved to the States and I had another one of those kind of vital points where it was a decision of, well, what am I going to do now? I have two small kids. I'm, I feel like a fish out of water. Like I, I, I don't know enough about the USA and America and this new environment I'm in. It was all very overwhelming. And I had I had serious culture shock. And then um, I kind of had this, this next moment of what am I going to do with myself? And that's when I decided to set up my own practice, which has been this journey uh, of, of not comparing myself to others. And I've learned so much about that as I've worked this journey of entrepreneurship and my own business for the last seven years. So Awesome. I can't wait. I want to talk more about that and in, in, in parts of your journey. So what do you think has been a superpower that's helped you through all of this kind of ups and downs and, and all the changes that have happened? Well, you know, uh, I'm really quick to action. Mm-hmm. So I, um, when, 
when we talk about that greater topic, which I know we're going to come back to around not comparing ourselves to others, I think one of the superpowers I have that has allowed me to be able to keep walking this path is that I'm quick to action and don't overthink things. So I don't get stuck in the, but what ifs and who's doing what? And, but what if I do it this way? I'm already walking the path. And then I have those kind of speed wobbles around thinking through when I'm already walking. So like, (laughs) right. Like, we should probably figure this out before I take the next step. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the quick to action thing has been a blessing when I think about, you know, walking this, this path of creating something where there aren't necessarily rules to follow. And uh, yeah, it's been helpful. I'm, I'm glad I have it. For sure. I need some of that every now and then, because I think we all get stuck. It's that paralysis of like, I know this is what I should do, but I'm kind of stuck. And it's the forward action, even if it's the smallest step that makes the difference, right? And keeping that momentum and keeping you going. And but when you're talking about that little moment, right, where you're like, oh, I should, that's where comparison, that's where comparison gets its ends. Right. It's, it rears its ugly head. So talk about this idea of of you, you know, your concept of you're only competing with yourself, right? Share how you look at it and how this approach has helped you kind of get through um, and and build the success that you have built. So, uh, like I said, I think it's so easy that when we're unsure or when we're starting to think where to from here, our natural instinct is to look outside of ourselves rather than to look inside ourselves. So we've all been taught to look outside and what are the societal rules? Who's doing what? What's on now? What's on Instagram? What's on Facebook? How are other people doing it? What is my next step if I want to set up a coaching practice? What is my next step if I want to do this? What is everyone else doing? And it's a really natural instinct to then kind of go out into the world on this data gathering mission of how to do it. And I feel like that's ultimately where we water down our authenticity. That's ultimately where we start watering down our power, because if we're just going to do it the same way that everyone else has done it, then it's, it's, it's no longer filled with us, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. in the same way that it can be. And so for me, this has been such an active practice. Like I'm human like the rest of us, right? Yeah, I'm quick to action. And that has been a really big blessing for me because, you know, I started my business. um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a year when I got to the States. And I started my business with a blog. And I didn't know it was going to turn into a business at the time, but I was like, I need to write. And thank goodness I knew nothing about blogging, Jamie, because if I'd known anything about <laughs> blogging, I would have known all the hurdles I was going to face. Right. Um, so the quick to action thing has been really useful. But also when it comes to comparison, it's about being like, well, I just have to turn inside and again, be self-directed. So much like that pivot point of looking outside of me for the societal roles and choosing law or following that inner guidance light that put me on the path of psychology that was fueled with passion and purpose. I've had to remind myself of that time and time again. Mm -hmm. And when I feel that kind of comparison element sneaking up, when you recognize it, because like you said at the start, we have all been there. We're all human. And when I notice that 
sneaking up, that's when I have a tendency to kind of shut it all down and go back to me and that internal voice to go to like journaling and personal planning and what do I want and and asking those questions and and seeking the answers from inside rather than constructing them from outside. And that's absolutely the path to success because I've been on that journey as well. And, and, and I'm always in a better place if I do that. But what I see a lot of leaders, and I still struggle with this too, is confidence and trust in your own internal, right? Like the confidence and trusting that that's the right thing is I, how, what advice would you give a leader that's like, I get what you're saying, but how do I build that confidence and trust in my own voice, right? In that own internal feeling oh my gosh I think you just used that perfect word right there right it's built this is this is a muscle and it's a muscle and I like to think of it as that concept of self-trust and the more you exercise this muscle the stronger it gets and so you know I was over here in the states and I had this inkling in my heart like you could say it was an intuitive hit Mm -hmm. or an intuitive feeling that I wanted to start writing and build my own business. Uh, And I was like, come on, like, no way. But kind of in terms of as an action to just honor myself, I thought, what have I got to lose? And I took a baby step and that next baby step built a little bit more self-trust and self-confidence and and Jamie, it just felt good, right? Because it was it was driven by this internal need. And so it felt good to take that mm-hmm. next step. And then that kind of just builds on itself. And so for me, I think this these actions of trust and confidence, it's not about having all the trust and confidence before you start. It's about getting started and knowing that as you walk the path, the trust and the confidence build along with you. And like now I wouldn't even doubt that my inner wisdom is, is more useful to me than the noises from the outside world. But if you'd asked me that six years ago, I would have been like, this feels a bit icky. Uh, So for me, it's been a muscle that I have exercised and leaned into and, and just built over the years. And I think that's a perfect analogy. And we use that muscle analogy. And a lot of what we talk about is that it's, it's, it might be fatiguing at the first, you know, when you start, you know, I talk about like strength training, right? You start with five pound weights. Well, eventually those five pound weights aren't hard anymore and you need to go to 10 pound weights. Well, it isn't because the weights changed. It's because you got stronger, right? And it's that idea of the muscle got stronger and it needs a different challenge now, right? It needs something different. And, and that's progress. Um, and I think it's, that whole idea of action kills fear, right? The, the, the more you take a step towards it, the quieter the fear becomes. And then you take another step and the fear gets a little bit quieter. And by the end, you're like, what was that fear again that I had? Because you don't even recognize it anymore as you're taking that forward action. Um, how do you see when you work with people and you see this, how do you see it apply professionally and personally for them, right? Does it show up differently? Or are you seeing it really show up in the same way? Maybe we're just not recognizing it. I think um, in terms of, I think I I consider people whole people. So I say, yeah, we've got our work selves and and ourselves, but we're whole selves. And to say that you're going to just separate yourself out of your work self and somehow split yourself into two, that just doesn't work with how I see life. Because 
I believe we're truly our most fulfilled when we are aligned across our lives. And so in terms of how do I see this idea of comparison really um, show up in in people's work and personal lives, Mm -hmm. what I find is that people, if they're not sort of personally fulfilled and aligned, if they are still looking outside of themselves for all of the guidance for what success is and what they need to be right and well, that that tends to be something that is across all aspects of their lives. And it's when we kind of get a bit shaky and especially towards like, you know, the middle of our careers where we kind of get there and then we're like, holy crap, am I happy? Do I like this? Am I fulfilled? And those kind of questions that when we're we're not feeling so self-directed or self-driven, those kind of questions often permeate across our whole lives, not just our work lives. Right. And, you know, it is funny, the the midlife career crisis, right? People have, I actually believe we have a series of crises and I wouldn't even call them crises, but in your twenties and your thirties and your forties, it's not just midlife that you feel that if you're listening, typically there's a rumble, right? That's happening in your body telling you to kind of like what that track is. And I think it, when people ignore that, then in your forties is where the midlife career crisis happens, right? Or that midlife crisis, because we haven't listened (laughs) all along, or we've suppressed it a lot, right? And we're not listening to that inner intuition. Do you see that a lot with people? was just having this conversation this morning with a client and just talking about how she had got so good at pressing mute, that mute, 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 like to these knowings and these feelings and this intuition and just this gut knowing that we're taught not to value, that we're taught is emotional, just, you know, mute it, mute it. That now that she's starting to listen, because she did have that moment of like, Mm -hmm. holy crap, like this doesn't feel good. And, and like she said, it became a bigger issue, but also learning to listen for her has become this like, whoa, it's so interesting to tune in. And, and I absolutely agree with you. I think that if we can listen to, listen to ourselves when it's a rumble, we can save ourselves from the big kind of crisis moment. But also if you are feeling that big crisis moment, it's ultimately a blessing. It's, it is, you can see it as that divine redirect that is helping you get more in line with what you truly need. Uh, so it's not, yeah, even though it's not always fun, I, I think it's always a good thing. How do you coach people on turning off the, I guess what I would call the societal, you know, expectations? right as as a as a parent and you you have a career and as a you know a son or daughter that's taking care of like there's so many roles that we're all playing and this whole idea of competing with yourself it's so hard to tune out everything that's coming at you like like how do you help like what what guidance would you give somebody that's listening that's like I really want to shut off right the noise but it's hard it's really hard I mean It is so hard. Like I will often say that the noise of the outer world is screaming at us and our inner voice speaks in whispers and you have to make the space to tune in because 
otherwise, I mean, look around. We're being screamed at all the time. Right. I mean, you pull up your social media and it's loud and there's billboards on the way to work. There's advertising and your podcast, whatever it is, right? Like we're right. always being talked to. And so um, what I would say to my clients and how I work with clients is I always take them on a journey of self-discovery first. We have to know ourselves deeply and know our drivers and what matters to us mm-hmm. if we have any hope in hell of being able to align our lives with that. Because unless we have this, this deep inner knowing of ourselves that serves really as anchor points, you know, I, I say to people, if we can get language to define your personal values and you can articulate what matters most to you, then it becomes much easier to work out what needs to change and shift in your life to align with that. But most people are driven in some way by like their personal values, but they don't necessarily have good language for them or can really articulate them. So I do a lot of personal values work with people and I'm always working on deepening that self-knowledge and self-knowing. So strengthening the relationship with self, because if we can be grounded in that, then it becomes clearer what works and what doesn't and what needs to change in our lives. Uh, So self-knowing is massive. Then the other thing is, as I mentioned, it's this mindfulness. We could call it mindfulness, not in the like traditional sort of sense, but in a way of being able to kind of step back from yourself and become the observer and work out like what is working and what is not. And most of us don't give ourselves enough space time or contemplation to kind of step out of our lives for a moment and look at our lives and so we're just running around in the motions like you know little hamsters on wheels running around just doing 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 and that's one of the things I love about coaching is that it creates that space for people to zoom out and go right what do I want am I in the right place if not what do I need to shift why do I need to shift it so that space to ask ourselves personally those deeper questions and become more intentional rather than running around on autopilot soaking up the comparison programming that we get from everywhere else right and and what it reminds me of is um i heard a podcast and uh, simon sinek did right where he's the start with why and he said he gets the question all the time from people that are like i don't think i have i, I don't have a why right? I want to find my why. And, and his response is everybody has a why you just haven't figured out how to put words to it yet. Right. Like nobody's born with that. Everybody has values. It's just, it, they become powerful when you know how to, like you said, articulate them. And that's where you can then express them to other people. You can constantly check them right on a decision you're going to make. And does this support my values and my why? Um, so I think for people listening, first off, it's just like, give yourself some grace on it's there. And coaching, like you said, is the way to find it because you need someone that's going to, that isn't in it every day with you, whether it's your family, your spouse, right? I mean, that's not the person that's typically going to help you because they're too close to it as well. Is somebody to ask you different questions, right? To oh. shift your brain and, and how you're looking at it. Um, and that's, that's the most powerful part of coaching, whether it's a paid coach or it's just somebody in your life, right? A mentor that helps you with that. It, it, there's a lot of different ways to get that. Oh, for sure. I was just, you know, you mentioned Simon Sinek and I was just listening to uh, Brene Brown this morning and she was talking about how, you know, we're humans, we are meaning making species. Like 
language is what gives us the tools to make sense of our experience. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what so many of us are missing that ability to make sense of our experience. And so it's easier to just go mute, mute. It's too hard, but like that sense of fulfillment that comes with being able to make sense of our experience and have that, that meaning uh, which is language, which is being able to articulate what we feel, what we want, who we are. And so, yeah, I just, I find it a real honor to be able to help people do that. Yeah. And, you know, even as we think just going a step further on this, I'm just having a realization that, you know, what you do and helping put people put language to it is the same thing with the the social pieces that are going on in our, in our country right now is it's, people are struggling to put language right to how they feel or to put language to the judgments that they hold themselves. Right. And, and be able to talk about them in words. And I think that's another thing that a coach can really help you with is, is to pull some of those things out in a safe place, right. Where there's no judgment on you and, and kind of, kind of what you're dealing with and your beliefs and your in challenging those things. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like just help us make sense of our experience and, right. and just ask some of those questions. Well, I have a lot of people who come and they're like, well, how did I get here? And, and there's a lot of like sort of wanting to beat yourself up if you have hit kind of that moment of like, I feel like I've just been doing all the things and yet and I don't feel great. How did I get here? And, and just to be able to sort of have some, like you said, grace with yourself and be able to make sense of all of the pieces and normalize that, it can just be really freeing as well. Right. And putting the shame aside, right, to allow you to grow and change. Because I think when we hold on to that, we can't move forward. I mean, it's really what holds a lot of people back. So what guidance would you give someone who's listening to this and like, oh, this is what it's keeping me stuck right now, right? This is the thing I'm dealing with. Where do they start? Right. So, I mean, coming back to that theme of comparison, I think it starts with being really honest with yourself and saying like, am I possibly falling into this trap of comparing myself to others and thinking that that's what I need to be happy? And if you are, then I would encourage you to turn off the noise, right? Like tune out from the noise. And if that means turning off social media, if that means getting off Instagram, then if that means getting rid of Facebook for a while, I would wholeheartedly encourage you to turn off the noise and the places in which you may be prone to falling into those comparison spirals. So That would be the first step, turn off the noise and the potential comparison triggers. And the second step would be to to lean in to deepening your self-knowing. And so whether that is journaling, and you can get journal prompts online. Um, For me, journaling is a really, really powerful uh, active action I can sort of take to help me with my self-knowledge but create the space to hear your inner voice so that you can be self-directed. So whether that's journaling or coaching or other forms of sort of Mm self-development, so it would be the twofold, tune off the triggers and the noise and tune into yourself. And I think when you talk about turning off the triggers and the noise, this is something I've been uber aware of in the last like two or three months. And I'll catch myself listening and making dinner, I'm listening to the news And I can literally viscerally feel the anxiety bubbling up in my body, like, like, because I'm in tune, I think, but I will have to like, 
okay, I'm going to HGTV. I know I should be listening to the news right now and knowing what's going on, but I've got to go watch it. Like just an easy feel good show right now. Like my family laughs at me, but I can't, now that I feel it, I can't, I can't let it in. I get overwhelmed with that noise. Same thing with social. So I think anytime a leader is feeling that feeling where you're like, you feel the anxiety or you feel a different thing start to bubble up. It's like, shut it off at that moment. Like, put your phone away, walk away from it, whether it's a person, right? Or it's the TV or, and you'll start to notice that you're like that anxiety then kind of goes back down. Oh my right? gosh. It starts oh, to bubble up. That's a whole nother conversation, right? right? About stress and our well-being, which is my other favorite right. topic in the whole world. <laughs> but, but yeah, for sure. It is so much of that is what are we taking in and, right. and is it really sustaining us? Or is it forming anxiety or self-judgment or all of these other things? And I think it does take this ability to have this self-awareness to recognize your own responses. And the hardest part is when it's a person. It's hard. You help people with that, right? When it's a person in your life that you're not going to get rid of, but you just have to figure out how to like put a mute button on some some of what they're saying, right? And some of what they're bringing into your to to your influence. Oh, for sure. You know, and there's, and, and boundaries, right? Like what, what will you accept and what will you not? And knowing your own is another huge part of that strengthening of self. And, and like I said, being tethered in your own knowing, being kind of deeply rooted like a tree and in, in who you are, um, it can help with you navigating situations like that. Right. Okay, so this has filled my bucket so much. I I needed this today. How can people find out more about you, how you can help them just other, you know, connect with you just to get some tips and, and kind of understand what you do. So my website is thrive.how, which, right, like if I was doing it over again, I would not have chosen a .how extension, let me tell you. So that's thrive.how. So yeah, um, just head to my website. I also have a podcast called Here to Thrive, uh, which I've been doing for a number of years. So lots of, lots of feel-good conversations over there on Here to Thrive. So I will include that in the podcast notes because that's the kind of noise that we actually need to let in, right? It's a positive mind diet. I talk about mind diets. I love and it. Like we want nutritious things for our mind and our souls. Can I have wine on that mind diet though? Wine is also in my mind diet. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Like sign me up. Perfect. Well, thank you, Kate, for being on here and for sharing this wisdom. I know this is something that will be very impactful because a lot of people are dealing with this right now, which you understand. Thank you for having me, Jamie. This is so much fun. It was. We could have done this all day long, I feel like. Um, so into the listeners, you know, again, the podcast is meant to just be that little dose of perspective shift, that little dose of something to get you unstuck and get you moving again. And and hopefully it continues to do that for you. And and we just can, you know, we're grateful for you continuing to engage and the feedback that we get from from how impactful these podcasts are from you for you. Um, and and we're just grateful for the community that's been created from this podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.